Welcome to this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And the bad news is that my expert colleague, Eric Skelly, is under the weather at the moment. And so I'll have to do this cheat sheet alone. Well, perhaps not quite alone. In 2011, there were three productions of this week's opera staged here in Houston. And we'll hear from the directors of two of them. This week's opera is Mozart's Così Van Tutte first performed in 1790, and the last of his famous collaborations with the librettist Lorenzo da Ponte. Back in March 2011, when the Houston Grand Opera Studio presented Cozy, I talked with the production's stage director, Gregory Keller. Here are some of his comments. Gregory, Opera America says that Cozy Fantute is number 15 on the list of 20 most performed operas in America. What is its interest? Why do people love it? Oh, I think because it speaks to problems that any couple experiences today. I mean, I think there's a reason that these three operas by Mozart and De Ponte, Don Giovanni, The Marriage of Figaro, and Così Fan Tutte, are, I'm sure all three of those are in the top 20, um, because they deal with themes of human relationships that are indeed problems that everybody has to work through. And there's something very beautiful about, in Così Fan Tutte specifically, about two sets of young lovers who are trying to figure out and negotiate what the parameters and rules of a new relationship are. And so I think audiences relate to this because it's they deal with these problems in a very human and understanding and compassionate and humorous way. Give us a, a brief setup. What, what actually happens? <laughs> well, um, how much time do we have? Yeah, uh, right. there's a, there are two sisters, uh, Fiordeligi and Dorabella, who are vacationing uh, technically in Naples. They're from Ferrara, which uh, would have been a code word in the day for being from, say, Las Vegas or um, the Jersey Shore. The girls from Ferrara were known to be a little <laughs> loose and wild. And so they're on their summer vacation in Naples. Uh, and they're, uh, they're in the middle of their summer vacation, and they've met two boys, Guglielmo, or William as in English, and um, Ferrando. And they've fallen in love, each girl with one boy. Um, the boys, uh, the opera begins, uh, the curtain comes up, the two boys have clearly been out all night drinking with their buddy Don Alfonso and we start the opera in mid-conversation or mid-argument where Alfonso has clearly provoked the boys by saying something like you know what women are the same as men and I guarantee you these girls that you're in love with that you are in fact you've proposed marriage to they're all fiancés they will be unfaithful to you they have the capacity to be unfaithful to you they these women have the capacity to fall in love with other men and the two boys will not believe it so that's the first scene of the opera is the boys just can't comprehend that women have the capability to behave the way men do and that's in fact what the what the title of the opera suggests so a bet is made Alfonso tries to defuse the situation and make peace, and the boys will have none of it. And so finally, a bet is made. And Alfonso says, you're mine for 24 hours. You do what I say. You follow my instructions, and I will prove to you. I will make you touch with your own hand proof that women are exactly the same as men. And then we have two acts of chaos and confusion and love and hurt feelings and ultimately a moment of understanding, education, and compassion at the end as these four young lovers learn what it's like to fall in love, have your heart broken, and more importantly, how to pick up the pieces after that happens. The title, mm -hmm. Cosi Fan Tutte, 
often considered to be terribly sexist. Well, yeah. Translated as the women are like that. I would give you a more specific translation. That's a polite <laughs> translation. Right. It's, it's technically cozy like that. Fan, which is short for fano, which they is do. to do or mm-hmm. to make. And tute, which is gender exclusive. It means women only. So technically it's women do it like that. So the question, of course, is what is the it we're mm-hmm. referring to? Now, if if you were to substitute men in that sentence, I think we can understand what the it is. So <laughs> now that there's a subtitle to the to the opera, which is called La Scuola degli Amanti, which is the school of lovers. Amanti is ends an I, so it's we're not going to go into an Italian grammar lesson, but it's it's uh, it is gender inclusive. So right. the main title is gender exclusive. It's only about women. Now, if this statement "cosi fan tutte" were uttered, it can be uttered in many situations. If it were uttered by a bunch of men in a locker room, it would elicit laughter. If it were uh, spoken by women to women in the women's locker room, it would certainly have a completely different meaning. And if it were spoken in mixed company at a dinner party, I expect someone might get slapped, (laughs) right? So even before the opera has begun, uh, Lorenzo de Ponte, who is, I think, the the Shakespeare of librettists in the opera world, is a brilliant, brilliant playwright. He's He's already cleaved the world into its two most basic tribes of men and women. And you haven't even sat in your seat yet. And this psychological rift has already occurred. And then with the subtitle, The School for Lovers, it's all inclusive. So he's, the the meaning of, the, in this opera, Alfonso's job is to really educate the boys about the nature of women. So, so immediate, even, even in the title and subtitle, we have, we have already started the war of the sexes, which folds out, unfolds in the music. But the women themselves get an education as well, don't they? Yeah, they their sort of tutor is a girl named Despina, who's sort of the maid at this um, hotel. And she, as Alfonso, is aristocratic and and cultured, uh, speaks from experience. He's worldly. Despina is worldly from the ground up. She's a maid. She's got a very earthy kind of uh, sensual humor. And, and she basically, the minute the boys have, have left, she basically says, girls, you know, Go out, have fun, sow your wild oats. <laughs> and the girls are, of course, scandalized that by this uh, advice, and they eventually take it. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory Keller, who directed the HDO studio production of Mozart's Cosi Fantute in March 2011. I mentioned there were three presentations of the opera here in Houston in 2011, And the second that we'll hear from is the Shepherd School of Music production at Rice University that took place in November. Richard Bado is Director of Opera Studies at the Shepherd School and is also the longtime chorus master for Houston Grand Opera. Here he talks about the enduring appeal of Cosi Fantute. What is it, Richard, about this piece that makes it so beloved? It's one of the, as you said, most performed of any opera in any opera house in the world. Well, the first most obvious answer is, is the joy in the music. Uh, there's so many emotions throughout the course of the evening uh, in this where you get uh, there's comic elements, there's dramatic, there's moments of pure vulnerability, uh, there's moments of just sublime beauty. So just and from a purely just musical level, there is that. Then the emotions that this group of people go through are timeless. I mean, 
the fact that whether someone was, is going to be faithful or not, someone who's coming to terms with their own um, sensuality, someone who's coming to terms with their own true feelings. Is this a marriage of convenience? Is this a marriage of real love? Uh, is it is the relationship, is it based on a deep feeling? Is it a relationship that's based on lust? It's all these timeless elements uh, that I think people can relate to. Well, Richard, this is a, an opera buffa. It's a, it's a comedy, but th- there is something serious perhaps at the core. Well, what, uses, what do you think yeah, that is? The thing is, he uses this title that he used also in Giovanni. He calls it a dramma giocoso. Drama, jocoso, word joke. So there's drama and laughter at the same time. So he walks this fine line between the comic moments and these serious moments. Uh, you get these funny moments with the spin of the maid where she's dressing up and being these silly characters. And there's a lot of farcical elements. But at the core of the piece, uh, especially in the second act, you get these real emotions. And when Fiordelici finally is honest with herself. At that point, they didn't go into therapy, so she sang Sing Sonoria. That's her therapy. <laughs> and she, she examines her how she really feels. And at the emotional core of the second act is an aria called Per Pietà, a very long aria, seven or eight minute aria, where she's coming to terms with how she really feels and what she's going to do at that point in the opera. Um, and so it's really, it's a, in modern day term, it's a reality show. You know, you look at these where people all get into a house and see how they behave. This is what this is. It's a Mozart's reality show. We get as the audience to look in at this reality show taking place. Richard Bado, director of opera studies at the Shepherd School of Music at Rice University and the Houston Grand Opera Chorus Master, talking about why we love Mozart's Cosi Fan Tutte so much. Well, that's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. Get well soon, Eric, and thank you for listening.